I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Wood Talk, for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who, if combined, would make one hell of a woodworker. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome everybody to episode 225 for March 6th, 2015. It's a weekend edition of Wood Talk. On today's show, we're talking about shop projects. Should you take your time with them or just kind of get her done? And a really good question. I think a lot of us have something to say about this. Uh, let's see what we have. Let's just jump right to the email. Skip all the beginning stuff. Uh, the email, email comes in from Dustin. He says, hey guys, just wondering what your opinions are regarding shop projects. Do you treat them with the same attention to detail as furniture projects? Do you use all matching wood or just use up whatever scraps you have lying around? What about quality of materials like home center plywood versus high quality plywood? My OCD tendencies have me wanting to build all of my cabinets and carts with matching wood, hardware, etc. But is this considered going overboard for just a shop? All right. So I think the three of us have been just in a shop and improving our shop for quite a while now and -hmm. probably have some things to say about this. So uh, first and foremost, let's just put it out there. None of this is necessary. Uh, you can go to a junkyard and find a, a set of cabinets and just kind of uh, staple some other boards to them to hold them up and make them work. You know, none of this is truly necessary. You can go as low quality as like woods don't have to match. This is all the realm of people who have the luxury of time and money to devote to something like the shop because the shop itself for a lot of people is part of the hobby. It's part of what makes it an, an enjoying, uh, uh, enjoyable process. And it's a place where, you know, frankly, a lot of us get practice on things like cabinet building and making doors and drawers. Um, you can get a lot of practice doing your shop cabinets. So why not make them furniture quality? Uh, so, so I don't, you know, I don't really think any of this falls under the category of being necessary. It's all optional, but it kind of depends on how far you want to take it. Um, so, right. so Matt, in your shop, what, what's, what's your, what's your situation? Uh, my current situation is <laughs> I am uh, married. Deal? So yeah. uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Your shop situation. I should have clarified. Oh, oh my shop situation. Yeah, my shop situation. is single. Okay. Uh, nice. 
Well, actually, I don't have I don't have cabinets in my shop, but it's something I've been thinking about. But when I do it, typically whenever I make anything specifically for the shop, uh, be it uh, some sort of some something with drawers so I can put a tool on top of it. I usually just use what I have on hand. So it wouldn't be unusual to see a weird – what's the, the term? Chimera of yeah. uh, panels mm. put together. Sure. Uh, some sort of – 26 points in Scrabble. Thank you. I, I, I thought for sure I was going to say Shimamira. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I, I use pretty much what I have on hand. I just – it's one of those things oftentimes if I feel like I need to, to make something, be it a, a jig or some sort of shop – in, uh, uh, implement or, or storage or something. I just want to use what I have on hand so that that way I can kind of clear it out and then it's an excuse for me to buy much nicer stuff. Yeah, it is like a, good, a good use for scrap pieces and stuff like that. So Shannon, you recently did a shop upgrade and I'm, I'm sure cabinets had something to do with it. Um, tell us about your situation. Well, and it's, it's ongoing. Um, you know, a lot of it was stripping some of that stuff out and I do have plans to put more cabinets in um and and you know i've got a, a hand tool cabinet hanging on the wall that was actually a a hand tool school project and it was kind of like you know there was this this idea that as an apprentice graduates to become a journeyman and he builds his own tool chest and that was kind of his his portfolio if you will you know the the 18th century version of a portfolio here's what i can do and that was my idea behind this this hand tool cabinet it's a very nice piece made entirely out of cherry with uh um shop resawn um mahogany panels it's a very very nice piece and so i started looking into as i put more cabinets up do i want them to be nice as well and i'm building one right now and to give you an idea it's going to be made out of teak <laughs> and has nice glass panel doors with um um, um uh, whatchamacallit brusso brusso knife hinges nice so that'll tell you how much money is being sunk into this you're cabinet. slumming it so, over here geez yeah, yeah I, I go back when this topic comes up i go back to way back in the early days of woodworking podcasting to the modern woodshop podcast with dave knopfs he had an episode and he called the shop his clubhouse and that has resonated with me ever since i spent a lot of time in my shop and like this, this past weekend, when I was reading uh, Peter Galbert's book, I went into the shop to read a book. You know, that's it's my happy place. It's my man cave. It's where I like to hang out. And it's also a film studio for me. So appearances is, is kind of a big deal. There are certainly things that I will just cobble together. But those tend to be things like bench hooks and jigs and things that I need. Sure. Um, if I'm going to spend the time to build a cabinet to store stuff in. First of all, I like to have doors on all of them just to keep the dust off of stuff. So I'm going to go all out and make it nice, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't say that it's all going to be matching wood, but um, it's it's a nice proving ground, if you will, to try out new techniques. Totally. Um, when I yeah. do the doors on this, um, this cabinet I'm building out of teak, it will be the first time I've used knife hinges. So what the heck, you know, yeah. here's a good way to do it. No, it's a great learning experience. I've done a lot of things practice first. Uh, with shop cabinets before I would do them on actual projects and finishes. Um, anything goes when it comes to finishing my shop projects, shellac, poly, lacquer, whatever. Frankly, it's whatever's in a can that I need to get rid of is a great right. thing to put on those. Um, and, and yeah, my, my stuff looks rather nice, but at the same time, my doors, for instance, are just uh, plywood with trimmed out. Now they're trimmed out with babinga, but it's just quarter-inch thick babinga that came from small scrap pieces, and most of them uh, weren't long enough, so I actually have the trim on the outside edge is made from two or three pieces. 
just because I didn't have enough to do it and I don't care. So it's weird. It's like in one sense, I'm giving it really, you know, nice trim, but in the other sense, it's not nearly as nice as I would do if this was actually for a client or something outside the shop. So, so it's interesting in that way. Like why not throw some of this at it if you have the resources and you want the practice, but it doesn't necessarily need to get the same level of treatment that, you know, furniture does. But I think like, I don't know, when people look at the furniture inside your home and let's say you just went all out, you built yourself this beautiful coffee table. Um, did you need that nice of a coffee table? No, but you're a woodworker and someone walks in and goes, that is a gorgeous table. Where'd you buy it? And you're like, well, I made it. And, and it didn't cost me anything more than the materials because I made it. I feel like the shop is kind of the same way. Like if you can make it better and if you're inclined to make those shop cabinets look really, really nice, why not? You know, just because you can and it makes you happy and uh, we're woodworkers and that's what we do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, um, it's kind of a path once you start down it, you know, it's like the dark side. There's no turning back. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and when I renovated my shop and remodeled it and made it look pretty with nice, you know, plywood walls, there's no way I'm going to just put some cobbled together thing in there now. Um, it, it looks too nice to, to do that. But I, I was thinking about some of the cabinets, like I need to build a new sharpening station and the utility affects that a little bit too. I know full well that the sharpening station is going to get covered in water and, you know, stone slurry and crap like that. So mm -hmm. I probably won't put as much effort into that. I also, it's probably going to get wet. So I'm probably going to use like something that can stand up to that a little bit more. So I suppose it does vary depending on what I'm building, but I don't know. I mean, at this point, my shop is just like another room in the house. And just like you would, you know, you would approach that room, you wouldn't want to stick some sort of eyesore thing over in the corner with the rest of your nice stuff. To me, there's too much nice stuff in there now to stick right. an eyesore piece. See, but, and, and, the, and the way I look at it is just simply I, I always feel like when I'm down there, I'm in the middle of a project. I don't really have a lot of time to go down and, and tinker in there. You know, for the, 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 the kids are at an age now that maybe coming up soon when I'm rediscovering myself, I'll have an opportunity to go down hello. there. And uh, oh, hey, now. <laughs> and, you uh, said it. They won't know what the wow, situation is. Make sure you lock the door, Matt. Can you do that? <laughs> oh, I do. Trust me. There's a bar that goes over the top. It's one of the, the many things that I made out of my scrap wood. Uh -huh. Turn down uh, the lights, put on some berry white. Nice. Exactly. There you go. And so actually, you know what I do is I put on your your show and I listen to your sultry voice. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, wow. though. Now it's just me, Maybe then I'll start like doing a lot of these things where I start making my stuff look a little bit nicer because I do have I have a, I have some plans for some actual uh, tool storage where I do have the desire to make it look as beautiful as the tools inside. But at the moment and probably for the next year or two, if I do make anything, which I do plan on doing something also too with just some scrap wood, it will be just that. It's just what I can get together so that it functions for me. And then I'll add some of the formality to it much later on, which I envy you guys for being able to do that. And I, I know I probably could, too, if I just simply took the time. But it's amazing how maybe I'm just really fortunate this way. Every time I finish up a project, suddenly another one's like handed right to me. And I'm like, yeah, but that stack of pretty wood, that that's <laughs> for me. That's for me to build something. Yeah. And then pretty wood gets used for something else. I'm kind of in that situation now where I'm just rolling from project to project and haven't even had time to think about little uh, shop projects. I've got a, a miter station for, uh, the, for the miter saw that I want to build. And there's a whole bunch of cabinets involved in that. And I really want to do it. And also a router table. But I just don't have the time right now. Um, you know, the other thing is evolution. 
uh, is an important part of this. I've already built a router table. I don't own it anymore, but I already went down that road and built one, put it together, thought it looked nice, and just it didn't serve my purposes moving forward and found its way into the scrap pile at some point. Um, I've built multiple shop cabinets over the years. It's something that the more and more you do it, like the point that Shannon's at right now, he's done it enough times, he's had cobbled together stuff that now he's ready, like, okay, when I'm going to do this, it's going to be done right. And it's going to be done like the last time. And and don't get me wrong, it was painful. Like everything had to stop. Yeah. (laughs) My shop basically shut down while I was doing this renovation. And, you know, it took way longer than it should have because you just don't have the time. But man, now that it's done, like having my tool cabinet hung where it was meant to be hung when I first designed it, the efficiency and the joy that I get from my work when I can just turn around from the bench and everything I need is right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that has really punctuated the point that anything else I build, I need to do it right. Yeah. Um, yeah there's and, a personal you know, satisfaction factor to it. Yeah. I mean, oh, let's yeah. be honest. I've been in this shop now for almost 15 years. So it took me that long to get to this point. So what the heck? Right, there you go. And, and I, I don't want it to come across as like I'm trying to say, you know, uh, well, good for you guys. Although I am saying <laughs> good for you guys. <laughs> but at the <laughs> same time, yeah, that is, like you said, Mark, it's it's the evolution. And that's where I'm, I'm heading to. Uh, I, I've even got the plans in my mind and I've drawn them out several places. I'll have to search for them. They're probably in some weird corner of the shop that I can't find because I don't have a nice piece of furniture to put them in. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, so I, I do like there like I said I, I want I want the beauty of my tools to be housed in something that's equally or maybe more beautiful uh, but for the moment I'm happy with it just being in plywood yeah and you know what too he did mention materials now there are certain things that I will and won't do when it comes to shop furniture for instance I will outline a plywood board with babinga but I will not go out and buy babinga and get lengths that will give me the results I would need for a real, you know, outside furniture project. There Um, you go. Yes. (laughs) You know, plywood. Yeah, I could go get cabinet grade plywood, but unless I have a sheet just burning a hole in my pocket, in a sense, in my shop, I'm not going to go out and buy the top grade stuff for shop furniture. There is shop grade plywood that you could save a ton of money on. And because you don't have to worry about the face being absolutely perfect, there's no reason to spend that money on the better plywood. And in terms of getting the experience of cutting it and working with it, it's not going to be any different between the two different grades of plywood. It's just kind of what's the face like. And maybe there's a few more voids in this one that aren't in the other. As long as you don't get the cheapest stuff uh, that's like from overseas and loaded with moisture, you're going to be fine. Home center plywood. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. If you can't, see, that's the thing. Home center plywood. It's not that we have anything against home centers or their plywood. It's just the protect, the particular stuff that they have at the lowest price value is such crap. And not, not in every case. I know some people say they get really good plywood. It depends on what their supplier is. But if it's going to potato chip on you, that is the, regardless of the cost and whether you want to put extra money into your shop, that's unfair to yourself. You shouldn't do that because uh, right. that stuff is a nightmare to work with and it doesn't make a good project. You know, So that's, well, that's and, part of it too. Not to go too tangentially, but the other thing to consider with import plywood is a lot of times it's not very healthy either. Yeah, formaldehyde. Just look at the news today. Lumber Liquidators is all over 60 Minutes today because of the amount of formaldehyde in their composite products from a Chinese mill. So just be aware that your cheap plywood might only potato chip, but it might also give you cancer. I wonder if it's the same one that was making the Poly Pockets from several years ago. Hmm. Hmm. Could be. You never know. You you do bring up a good point, though, Mark, because like other than my my hand tool cabinet, which was meant to be a project for the hand tool school, um, and this little little thing I'm building out of teak, I mean, it's only 12 by 24, 
Um, that is also a hand tool school project. Um, like my sharpening station, I will probably build out of shop grade plywood. So yeah. it is a good point. I don't see myself going out. Uh, if I can't find it in my current lumber stash, I'm probably not going to go out and buy, you know, specific wood for a shop cabinet. Yeah. And there's shop cabinets and then there's the special tool cabinets. There's, right. you know, oh, yes. there, there's like assembly table, like knock together workbenches, but then there's the workbench. You know, and, and I think there are some projects that go to that higher level of you've arrived as a woodworker type project, transitional projects. And I think those tend to get a little bit more of the furniture treatment than your average shop cabinet. You know, you just need a door and a drawer that doesn't fall out and holds enough weight and, and does what it's supposed to do. Like it doesn't have to be beautiful, it just has to get the job done. Uh, right. But when you finally decide to make the tool cabinet for yourself, you're going to probably want higher grade materials in there. Well, maybe there could be a nice compromise by going to, say, a like a Habitat for Humanity store or something, picking up a set of cabinets and just ripping the door off and making new ones. Then you can be like, well, I made those, but it, the boxes there, were totally solid. There is something to be said for that. If you can just get the, the carcasses, the shells, and put those up and, and just face them out so it, no one is going to know, that's going to be perfect. Exactly. Yeah, in fact, go. I've got a I've got a carcass cabinet carcass in my shop right now, made out of Home Depot pine years ago. Yeah, and uh, it's still there. You know, it's just a simple one shelf open front thing, and I have in my mind to like put a face frame on it and um, and doors, and specifically thinking it would be a cool project to play with toners and dyes in order to get the pine to match whatever I'm going to do the face frame. So right. again, there's that proving ground idea. This would be a great place to to try that. Yeah, you know? and you know what? If it comes out like crap, it's just <laughs> part of the story of your shop. Right, exactly. and that's there always the excuse if you screw up a project. Well, it's just a shop cabinet. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Perfect. Yeah. All right, well, let us know what you guys think about this. Go to uh, woodtalkshow.com and look for this episode and let us know. Would you put extra time and effort or do you put that time and effort into your shop projects or is it just, look, get it done and then move on so you could start building real furniture? A lot of different perspectives out there. Yeah. Um, is, is your shop the type that everybody goes, let's have Thanksgiving dinner in there? <laughs> it's much nicer <laughs> in here. <laughs> yeah, all right. So if you want to support the show, you can do that by heading to woodshaw- yeah, woodchalkshow.com Right? Isn't that what it is? Oh, is that our sponsor for this week? <clears throat> that it is. Wood Talk Show. Uh, woodtalkshow.com. Look in the left-hand column and you'll see some links for donations. And also you can go to the Wood Talk uh, t-shirt place, also known as the Wood Whisperer store, twwstore.com. You can buy a Wood Talk t-shirt. And don't forget to enter for the giveaway at woodtalkshow.com slash giveaway. And Matt, how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here. All right. Hey, folks, do you have a comment, question, maybe a topic suggestion? You have several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave us a comment on our WoodTalk Facebook page. And if you're ever looking for those show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find them over at woodtalkshow.com. Sweet. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. Say you shy. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.